Oh, uh, hey, everybody. Welcome. It is Friday. It is Friday afternoon. It is 420 ish p.m. That means it's time. Dustin Kava, how the hell are you, by the way? I'm doing awesome. It you're is always doing awesome. You know why you're always Friday. doing awesome? Because it's Friday. It's yeah, 420 p.m. Funny. That means it's time for another brand new episode of Because Cannabis on Wayward Media. I'm B.C. Wayman, wherever he is in the box. That is Dustin Kava. Uh, live show today, everybody. Super, super excited. Haven't had a live show in just a little bit. Doing some pre-recorded shows, doing some interviews. Got some interviews coming up. But right now, today's episode, Hybrid and Heroes, is live. So if you happen to be out there right now, if you have subscribed, and if they haven't subscribed, Dustin, we may have to punch them. You noticed our thumbnail got a little punchy today, a little physical violence breaking out on the thumbnail. I see the inspiration, Dustin. May have an argument today. A little bit later in the show, uh, your favorite kind of genetic, or does it even fucking matter? Hybrid sativas, indicas, uh, a little violent today. We got to get them, Dustin. We got to get them to subscribe. Uh, how do we get them? We we got a few more. Thank you, by the way. We got about ten subscriptions in the last week. We're getting there. Got to get some more, Dustin, and give them a give them some. Give them the goods. You know, we begged and it didn't work. <laughs> no, we screamed at them and it didn't mm. work. Mm -hmm. Um. I think I even swore at him the other day <gasps> and and we got two. Mm. So violence is the answer. So I think they like to subscribe out of fear as opposed to <laughs> <laughs> subscribe. Out of, look, whatever reason you need, whatever compels you to take your finger, whether it's on a mouse and scroll it down or whether it's your thumb or your finger. What do you are you a thumb or finger presser on your phone, Dustin Kava? Like, how do you work your phone? Do you oh, tend to use more thumbs and fingers or do you yes, hold hand? Like, what's your vibe? It's one hand thumb. One hand. Oh, so you're a one. Oh, I'm very much a two hander. I cannot. I have small hands and terrible grip strength. That's an issue as I've aged. So both of those things are a combination, especially as cell phones got bigger, like as a flip phone. I'll tell you what right now, son. I don't know why I called you, son. That was disrespectful. But I could text. I could T9 text like a mother trucker. Like, you know, the T9 text when you had to go three letters oh, or sometimes four to get to a point. Well. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I was a T9 texting champion back in the day. That's all I'm saying. Like, I could do that shit legit uh, for that. We're not talking T9 texting today, though. We're talking cannabis, as we do every Friday on Wayward Media, wayward.media. That is our website. Got some new content. Some of it we may talk about today. Got some new content. Anthony Trav. Saw him the other day. He's been talking about doing a new show. Got some new things coming up, Dustin. I know you got some stuff in the works. We won't break the news yet, break the seal, as it were, but we'll get that out soon. So definitely check out wayward.media. We'll have some other YouTube channels for you to subscribe to for today. It's this one. Or don't forget, these shows are all on audio. They're all on audio. Maybe you're listening on audio. Sometimes you don't get to see, for example, I think we're going to play a video today. You won't get to see that. You'll get to hear it. If you want to see it, subscribe on YouTube. If you want to hear it, that's where you go. iTunes, uh, Google Play, all those other places. So uh, check out the show socially at meetwm. I don't know. We got some great stuff coming up, stuff they don't even know about, some stuff coming to Wayward Media. So I'm really excited about all those things. Uh, you feeling good, Dustin? How you feeling on this Friday as we head into the weekend? Are you got any plans? Let me ask you that. Ooh, yeah. I'm terrible at asking questions. You got any plans this weekend? No. Mm. You know what? I actually, I, I'm addicted to work. I'm addicted to creating shit. You know, so I, uh, I thought to myself, you really should rest this weekend. Like you've been kind of tired and, and at the end of the day, I was like, no, I got, I'm going to fake build a couple of these websites for these companies I'm going after next week, which a little spoiler there in one yeah. of these shows. Um, and, you know, I, 
I just can't stop. We're especially we're on we're on a roll. We really are. good things are happening. The conversations that are coming up with other peers of ours are just the they've been inspiring me to keep going forward. And yeah, I'm not exciting. ready to, you know, I'm not ready to put down the put down the hammer. I don't know when you're listening to this show. I'm not sure. Like this if on audio, it's gonna be a little bit later, but I'm working tomorrow. Tomorrow as in August 20th. This is live Friday, August 19th, 4 20 p.m. Uh, I am working Saturday, August 20th, Dustin. I'm doing a trade show. I'm doing a trade show. You know, we've been working uh with the Cleveland School of Cannabis. Great institution there. I am a director of business and marketing. Uh director of business and marketing. I mean, can't we get my title right? Director of marketing and communications. It's a fancy <laughs> title they gave me, along with a business instructor. We've talked about the dang tank. Had multiple Multiple people from the school on the show. We got full representation today. Got the shirt on. Got the little cup in the background. So I'm working a trade show, Dustin. I'm working a trade show. Part of the marketing and communications has been getting out there, right? Getting out there, seeing the people. I have done my fair share of trade shows. I've already actually done a couple for the school, but I'm kind of running this one all on my own, all on my whole thing. And so uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But let me uh, just get your vibe first of all on trade shows you're in the glass business and the head shop business you have to work these conventions of sorts uh do you like doing them do you like going to trade shows do you see a use in them and just is it a big picture purpose uh everyone in my band family owns their own business and so trade shows have been a part of our lives for mm. 25 years at least you know and yes the as an employee, there's a different type of validation with them. It's usually okay. like, this is definitely an easier day. I'm just going to kind of kick back and just do my thing there. I, you know, and in, in a lot of these places, you know, you're not even legally allowed to set up your own booth. You have to pay, you know, the union to come in and set up the booth for you. Oh, yeah, some and of the New run. York shows and stuff like that, for sure. Or, or so, in the more unionized areas, the big boys. So as an employee, it's one thing, but as the owner, as a the family organizer. who, you know, yes, as, as someone who it really does matter, the logistics ahead of time are just so substantial. No one can, can comp, you know, comprehend exactly what it takes to box up an entire room essentially, and then get it there, which costs an enormous amount of money. And then to wheel everything in at two in the morning to set up. And then, you know, you, you get back, you get the shower and then you go to the show. And to me, yes, they're vital. They're vital to get the pulse on the industry you're in. It's vital to connect with new customers. Mm. It's vital to be able to tell the story and to be able to be there in person. Whereas in a lot of ways, maybe someone else would have been a sales associate of yours would have gone to that house to make the sale or someone else. And it's this chance to really give them that window into, into the organization. So to me, it's everything. I think they're vital. Do I think they suck? Yeah. Do I think a lot of them are boring? <laughs> yes. Do I, you know, like, I feel bad for you, you know, sitting there at the booth, like, Oh, oh wait, did I tell you it's outside? We're outside. Uh, even better. So, mm. you know, at, Under at, the a tent. End, at the end of the day, I think, they have their place, but very rarely do I see them operate in the manner that I would have thought or hoped that they would have. So as an event organizer, I, I can't even imagine what it takes to, to have 150 vendors and to put on a show like that. So I'm not even going to begin to, you know, 
call him out yet. It would be tough. It is tough. Well, tomorrow's a smaller one. Tomorrow is a little bit smaller one. I brought this up on screen here. We are uh, with the Cleveland School of Cannabis. We're doing the Midwest Cannafest, which is uh, run by Allie Reeves, who runs Midwest Canna Women. Great. Uh, She's great awesome. Woman. Yeah, she yes. is awesome. Check her out. I should have her better socially. I'm sure she's all over the place. I think it's the Allie Reeves, A-L-L-Y-R-E-A-V-S. You can check her out on Facebook. Midwest Canna Women, that I do know. Midwest Canna Women is the organization that she runs. And so she is about bringing notification, bringing awareness to diversity, to inclusivity, to uh, underrepresented segments uh, in ownership, particularly based off gender, based off race, based off sexual orientation, all three of those, right? Trying to get more people involved. So we are doing not only a uh, thing with the Cleveland School of Cannabis, the Midwest Cannafest, we're doing at Ridall Green Partnership, which is an urban uh, outdoor garden that teaches young uh, at trouble students, a lot of times young men and women, the ability to garden, the ability to work outside, especially in a downtown setting. There's this beautiful garden. It's got a great backstory. Soil Bros, S-O-I-L-B-R-O-S.com. There's a documentary about the gentleman that run Riddle Green Partnership, Soil Bros, uh, S-O-I-L-B-R-O-S. So and if you, have you ever seen their facility? Like, have I, you ever? I have not till tomorrow. Tomorrow oh, is, I've man. heard about Riddle. I'm going there for the first time. I've seen Dr. Greenhands. He's been at several events. Check out Dr. Greenhands. You can just Google it. He's pretty cool. Uh, he taught us a compost to do at home. We had a demonstration at Hemp Day at the Cleveland School of Cannabis. So he taught us how to use wood chips, newspapers, and old fruit and vegetables from your fridge and make a cool compost and a stacking method that he did. It was a whole thing that Dr. Greenhands did. So he is part of the partnership there at Riddle. I haven't been there yet. We'll be there tomorrow. Uh, we'll have the tent set up. We're there. There's a ton, a ton of both a Gabriel Dion, MedicateOH.com will be there. Uh, Brian Adams, one of our future guests, he's doing a live podcast from there. Uh, maybe we'll get there next year. So we got a lot of a lot of people that have been on our show will be there. So it's an outdoor trade show. That's what I wanted to get to your vibe, Dustin. Not only is it a trade show, we are outdoors in a day when it's about to rain. Uh, have you had an event outdoors? And this is, by the way, how does this relate to cannabis? We talk about this. The business of cannabis is strictly a business you're talking about the plant you're talking about growing the plant you're talking about consuming it and getting high but at the end of the day it's trade shows it's marketing concepts i actually just had this little vibe as i was thinking dustin like this is a mug if i turn it around it's a nice little like picture and graphic but i don't drink left-handed so it's pointless i need to uh as i remember is that we brand mugs always brand on this side it's those little details you think about you may not want to or say i don't give a shit it's just weed these are the things that stand out and make a difference. You know what's going to be at Midwest Canifest, Dustin? Other competitors of ours, other podcasts, other companies, all of them competing for the same dollar. How do you stand out in these things? So these business decisions matter. So we're doing that show. Shout out to Midwest Canna Women uh, and the Cleveland School of Cannabis. I'm looking forward to that. Not looking forward to the potential rain, though. I'm being real. Like Saturday work, I don't mind like doing those things. I love trade shows. They're interesting. You can meet people. Uh, I've been to comic book conventions as a guest. I love those things. You get to go out and meet your, um, not so much your heroes, but some other people. Let me tell you, uh, I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity to meet. I don't know if there are even heroes in the cannabis glass world. Maybe there are. I don't know. Uh, I met a hero once at a comic convention, and I have to tell you this story because it's terrible and embarrassing. So <laughs> you watch American Ninja Warrior? Yes, I have. Okay. All right. So do you know who Jesse Graff is? If no. I say that name. All right. Jesse Graff is probably the best female competitor on American Ninja Warrior. She's a stunt woman in Hollywood. She was in like some Marvel and DC movies and stuff. She's a crazy buff lady who really sets it forward. And the beauty of American Ninja Warrior is that you can be, there has never been a Canon Ninja. 
I've been waiting. If I'm going on there, if I get buff, I'm the cannon ninja, by the way. There hasn't been a cannabis-centric ninja yet. They all put whatever they do and then ninja after their name. So bearded ninja, you know, food ninja, wing ninja, teacher ninja, whatever they do. Just basically toss an adjective and put ninja afterwards. Never been a cannon ninja. Maybe they'll be one of those. Break in the mold, people. Uh, so she is a superstar of the sport super buff lady wears a very superhero-ish themed outfit so i'm at the 2016 san diego comic-con my first and only time at the san diego comic-con the backstory to that takes too long probably not cannabis centric enough but great story we get there i've never been to a convention this big all the celebrities it was the year suicide squad came out will smith is like two feet in front of me pre you know trouble he had now uh great experience i'm not an a person who seeks out celebrities i don't uncomfortable with it they're just human beings and such so uh my dad who's with me at the time sees jesse graff come out of the bathroom and so he is like hey you you know don't you watch mary dad's warrior my dad's a photo taker i just went to cleveland brown's training camp we got like 16 photos with people i am not a photo taker he's like you should get a picture with her i don't want to i don't want to get a picture like she just pooped <laughs> she literally just came out she is walking out of the restroom of the san diego comic-con and then my dad within 12 feet of the door grabbed me and i'm by the way this is only a few years ago i'm still an adult like he's 65 <laughs> i'm 45 we're not children like i'm 45 year old man and he's 65 and he grabs me and pulls me over and he's like my son loves you like i am i'm 45 years old he's like my son loves you so much can he get your picture and all i can picture is that this poor lady just dropped like maybe she had a bad burrito and in my brain like she didn't say anything but in my brain i'm standing there and i wish i had i should have completed this story maybe i'll have to tweet it because i have the photo and there's this awkward spacing between us and i feel like she's annoyed and all i can think of is she had some great san diego burrito and she's got massive runs and she's like oh my god this dude's accosting me this grown man and his grown son are accosting me trying to get a picture it was a lot i am not a fan of meeting my heroes by the way my heroes uh speaking of hybrid and heroes i'm not a fan of meeting my heroes going to those things i like to go to conventions as a worker as an employee as a thing it's a business but as a guest <laughs> i am someone who goes and just kind of remains low key so uh, when you go to these trade shows are there you know like glass heroes are there people in the glass industry that are i mean we've had gibby dowdy from illicit glass and stuff on i know it's an artistic world you've educated me but are there icons like are there a jack herrera of glass blowing is that shit exist oh my god yes and really? not just there's like a whole scene I mean, when you're making a pipe that sells for two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, yeah, that's, that's okay. All right, you know, all right, like it's and that's one of many that are made throughout the year. And um, yeah, I mean, in storage units, they're housing old glass that's worth more than fucking most people's entire mortgages over thirty <laughs> years. You know, so it's um, yes, there are heroes, and I. Man, I was not this way up until, you know, six years ago or something. I always was like, I, I was down to meet my heroes. Okay. Now I will always tell my son, do not meet your heroes. Do not meet your heroes. Do not meet them. Do not meet them. Do not meet them. <laughs> and, I, and I say that because, gosh, I mean, as someone who, again, everything I do, I do passionately. I really get into it. No, I, I think we know that. I, like, I think we've realized that. So um, glass is no different. And I remember, I remember 10 years of developing a water pipe and building up all these 
these heroes in the glass industry of who I and what I wanted to work with, how I wanted to be, what work I wanted to carry in my store. And I remember it took us two years to finally have enough money to be able to go to a trade show and, and, and make some of these connections that I always thought was, you know, important. Mm. And I remember going to one of these trade shows. It's the first one. And like, you know, we have almost no money, I, you know, like instead of making a $10,000 order or something like that with these guys, which we did eventually start making, we were making like $200 orders, $300 orders, orders yeah, sure. where these guys were like, I don't make a $300 order. And I'm like, listen, dude, like if we do $300 today, it means that in six months, I'm going to do 800 in 14 months. I'm going to do three grand. And in 10 years, we're going to be doing 25 or 40 or however much a, a year with you. So like mm -hmm. build with me, man. Either way, I walk, I walk into this huge convention center and there are just 200 artists lined up there. And I look over and I see one of my heroes, one of my guys who didn't necessarily even blow pipes. He blew many, many things. And I had been following this guy for five, six years. His artwork was just, it was, it was me. Wait, you're like following his artwork? I mean- for years, years. And I'm not just saying following. I'm saying every day I am looking and look, you know, like wow. go to so you're his like page. Into yeah, this dude. I really was. This guy okay. really was. If there was a top seven people in the entire industry that I genuinely wanted to meet, okay, this guy was in it, you know? And yeah. here's my chance, you know, like here is the chance just to give him a fucking hug and say, <laughs> Wait, I hold on, hold on, hold on. You wanted to hug him? I feel like oh it's a God. little much. You know what? The glass industry is very personal <laughs> and very private. It's not like Will Smith. I'm saying like he's there's only X amount of guys in the industry that show up to these things. They're at every like single show. And yeah, I mean, hell, I'll fucking clean out their car hell for yeah. them if they let me. You know? Right, so right. in any case, I, I I'm going and I, I see I see my I see this dude and I'm like, he's this is the chance, you know? Like I'm going to express myself to this guy. So I go to walk up to him and he is literally staring me in the eyes as I am walking up. We're now 30 feet. We're now 20 feet from each other. Okay. We're now 10 feet from each other. And so you're other. looking at each other in which he knows as you I'm approach someone, yes. he knows you're coming. He knows I am coming. I get to four feet from this guy. Okay. I'm holding out my arm to shake his hand. And this guy looks me dead in the eyes and just turns and walks to a different part of his booth. <laughs> So now I'm like, maybe he didn't see me. Maybe he was looking past my shoulder and all my waves and his wave and his like contact wasn't for me. It was just some, you know, so I go, I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I walk up to him and I go to start talking to him again. Like I'm right next to him. He's looking, he's fiddling with all his shit on his table. Like he's not doing anything. And I'm like, Hey man, like I've been waiting so long to meet you. And he turns and walks to the opposite side of the booth. And he like, like, like he shunned me twice, twice, bro. And at that point, I was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Like my hero literally just shit in my mouth and just in front of 180,000 people. And, and this is, this is it. This is, this is what it's come down to. Like my first, we waited so long and saved up so much money to be there and wow. to make these connections. And literally the one I wanted to make the most that was there shit in my mouth just so, walked away from you so twice you, you so, think 
purposely. Like, do you right now? hundred percent. How long ago was this? Like, like, just in reference, how how long ago time this frame? This is five was years ago. Five years ago. All right. So we're talking 2017. So we're pre-COVID. You think twice, like in your gut right now, and I hear your story, but you still feel in your gut right now that twice this guy looked at you, made a decision based off whatever reasoning and avoided you. Like, was he that way to other people? Do you feel? No, no, because you know what? So he was like gracious. So it wasn't like he was like a. A no it's curmudgeon, a or so like to speak, in the industry. You look at me, and you know that I'm not about to drop three hundred thousand dollars. You look at sure. some other people walking through these conventions, and you know, for us, we're making orders a year, six months, a year, three years out from that date with some of these artists. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of these guys walk in with three hundred or half a million dollars and buy their glass for the entire year in two days, and then stockpile. You know, so wow. it's a different scenario, and I think. When he sees me, you know, like I'm, I look homeless. I look, you know, like <laughs> what they don't understand is eventually I will do more fucking business than anybody else with them. And eventually I do every damn thing I say I'm going to do because I'm, I'm so fucking OCD and anal about everything. And so, you know, like it's just, it's one of those things, but no, I look like I'm homeless. He was probably like, I don't even want to shake this guy's hand. He probably, he probably just came out from the bathroom, but no, I think um, and, 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 and to me, it also led into one of the most profound and positively affecting scenarios, not 14 steps away from that moment. Instantly. Okay. So, you know, for me at this point, I hate heroes. You know, I'm like, this was my hero. He is the biggest asshole in the world. I need to I, I'm walking away from this right now. And I literally leave his booth and I'm walking down the aisle and you know, like I was ready to walk out and smoke a fat hog leg and like, you know, hold like, on, I, hold on a second. Hold on. I got a time out. What the fuck is a hog leg? That is a big boy. That is. A, I have never is, heard that term before a, in my entire know, life. Well, if you have hog heard hog leg. leg, all right. I just need to know uh, if you're watching this video, if you followed us at meet WM, if you have heard the term hog leg for a giant fatty right just a big old movie style fatty if you've heard that term hog leg you need to tell us in the comments below in fact <laughs> anyone uh, that says that we're going to talk about you on the next show so if you've heard the term hog leg yeah i need you to comment we got to get some traction here so talk about hog legs or whatever term what do you call the world's biggest blood tell us in the comments below uh and we'll uh we'll talk about you on the next show all right so you so you wanted to go outside so you wanted I'm, to I'm just leaving. light a giant I'm fatty like, this is first day first hour i'm done i'm like i'm dude i there's plenty for me to do in vegas I don't need this shit. Sure, like, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I walk seven booths down and I look over and there sitting on the small corner of another person's booth is another one of my heroes artwork. And this guy just made little pendants. He made little, uh, not even pipes, just, just burger related things in glass. And, oh, do you and like I, hamburger related things? Yes. Hamburger related things. And I stopped dead in my tracks. I looked over and I was like, where is he? Like to the guy behind the booth. <laughs> and the guy like, like, you know, like he shouldn't be here. He's not on the bill. Like this is not like it. He wasn't supposed to be here, you know? Sure. And, um, and he's like, actually he's right over there. And I look <sighs> over and him talking to this other guy, like he looks back at me, 
he immediately makes connection. He doesn't know who the hell I am. He comes over to the booth and man, I swear, dude, and this has only happened two or three times in my life in the industry and in my life in general within fucking 13 seconds of seeing and being near each other. Both of us are bawling and just like, some of the, you know, some of the work that actually this guy's name is Ryan Wait. Rosberg. This is one oh, of let's his give him a shout out. All right. So what is this, this right here? This is a chicken sandwich rig. That he has done. He's now also making pipes. Let's see if I can get this to, to get in focus. But this is a chicken sandwich. You got the pickles underneath it. It's like and a uh, Chick fil A, like a, what is it? Well, we'll have a name brand. It's like a Southern style chicken sandwich. And I know I'm keeping the screen on Dustin here. Southern style chicken sandwich. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you got to follow us. You got to check out the video. If you're listening to this on audio, you got to make sure you check out the video on the Because Cannabis Network on Wayward Media. Hold on, put that back up. I'm going to talk about this. So this so is the, one that he, he specializes in. serves no for purpose. Me. Does this it have one a. Does. This one he specially made for me in an actual pipe. So I can actually put my banger on here and then use okay. it for oil for my medicine. Legitimately. Oh, that's awesome. You know, let's see if I can get one more time in focus. There he is. Chicken sandwich. Uh, does it? Does the smoke like roll through like the chicken sandwich? Does it kind of it come through there at any point? It comes the bottom and goes up and around it. And that's so awesome. It, that the, the chicken sandwich actually acts as a splash guard almost. So as you're bubbling all your shit, the, the smoke or the water is hitting that, that chicken sandwich and actually breaking up. It's not able to, in the most part to get past it. So, um, well, all right. So let's give that shout out. So, What's that guy's name again? Let's give, I know we're big on designers and glass artists. What's his name? His name is Ryan Rosberg and he goes by Rosberg glass on Instagram. If you ever have a chance to check Rosberg out. glass, shout out to Rosberg glass uh, on Instagram. That's hilarious. Dustin. Also, I feel so bad. You got like the nicest, most amazing individuals I've ever met in the industry. And to me that happened not four minutes after being just devastated from six years of following someone else. So there is this, that's what a trade show is to me. It's that opportunity to where you just don't know. It's a, it's a grab bag of people's emotions. Your heroes. Yes. So, you know, I, at the end of the day, I'm telling Oliver, just stay the hell away. <laughs> stay away. Uh, well, what was that? Rosberg art at Instagram? Rosberg was glass. Rosberg, Rosberg glass. glass. Uh, shout out to uh, Rosberg Glass on Instagram. Hey, I know that you are working on, I don't know, you did something. We're going to show a video here in a second. You sent me this video. You asked me to check it out. I watched it. Of course, I love it. I love Gibby uh, from Licit Glass, L-I-C-I-T, LicitGlass.com. So I love Libby, or I love Gibby Dowdy from Licit Glass. That's a lot of G's and L sounds in there. Um, and so you sent me this thing. So I'm going to play this video in a minute, but tell me, what is this that you sent me? Like, if we're talking glass and we're talking kind of projects, what's this thing that you and Gibby are kind of working? He, Gibby Dowdy, by the way, Licit Glass, you've had a... Um, I don't know I should know. Episode like six or seven, he was on mm. Because Cannabis. Great hour, uh, great conversation, learning about the industry. It's really where you convinced me that they're artists. It was that episode that I really, even though we've known each other for a decade, that I feel <laughs> like you conveyed the message that these are artists. Uh, but now they're also assholes. We learned that. Artists and assholes. That should have been named the show. Hybrids and heroes, <laughs> though, is what it is. We're going to talk strains and cultivars after this. But tell us about this video, and then let's check this out. You know what, actually, a lot of what we talk about and, you know, me and you and then just elsewhere, everything I do, we again, it's all about that passion. And so, you know, Lissett is and Gibby himself is on the road, you know, 20 weeks a year and is visiting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shops every single year. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of different types of shop owners and a lot of different types of employees. And what we were kind of working on, and again, what we're seeing here is 
a, a two hour from conception into prototype of something that we're kind of working on in order to bring out some of that passion with some of these people that we work with. And so something we're about to watch is essentially Gibby pulling up to the, to the shop ahead of time. And then eventually talking to the shop owner and hearing what kind of drives him a little bit. And so hopefully this will be a newer format that we're going to put out in some regards with him, or, you know, that he's going to put out and hopefully he can kind of give you that inside glimpse of, you know, one, how different shop owners think to what kind of gets them through the grind and three, maybe some other funny scenarios that you never even thought about happening in the game. So yeah, that's this Listen live, live from Austin, Texas with Gibby. Uh, let's check this out. Cosmic Cowboy Smoke Shop. I like the meat. It's a little long on that intro because we were, you know, going live, so I had to kind of count for the getting ready here you go let's just watch it we'll watch it together we'll watch it together let me take off the uh, overlay here on the show there we go you go a little long on the intro music here yeah it did. It, you should it, watch it, more it, shit and talk about we it because cannabis. that's what i'm realizing we were setting we up go. cameras what's up guys so i just drove through the night i was in atlanta yesterday I heard about this awesome shop in Austin, Texas from one of their customers a couple weeks ago. Oh, and I just had to come see it. Uh, first episode, new podcast. I'm going to start recording, you know, my adventures. And, you know, hopefully I can come in here and start asking some questions of the shop owners. So make this thing a more personable experience. You know, y'all get to see what I get to see and you get to learn and experience all the personalities and great culture that surrounds the glass industry. And sometimes you just got to get in your car and drive. Here's day one. Should be fun. <laughs> you tell us, Gibby. Love it. Everybody say hello to Chris, my new friend. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. We're going to do a little tour around the shop. And then uh, he's agreed to answer a few questions oh, look at some about of some of the passions and the great and all the things. on the table. Right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These and guys were so amazing. A shop owner. It's got a very uh, hailables feel. It's a, it's a uh, mom and two son setup. Oh, is it? Let's give a shout out. Who are these guys? So this is Cowboy or Cosmic Cowboy Smoke Shop in, uh, I believe it was Houston. Um, Houston or Austin. And yeah, yeah they're just right. say hello to my friend Chris. Uh, part two of the, the episode, you know, just showed up, met him today, uh, called uh, yesterday actually, and was like, Hey, I think I'll be in town tomorrow. So glad you came, so glad you came. Yeah. Such good vibe, too. Yeah. It's good to find affordable American made stuff, probably one of the hardest things to find. Uh, and we don't want to just be, you know, we want to make sure we can give products for everyone for every economic sense. <laughs> and that's what we're here for. Like products at every price point, and to really support uh, you know people who are looking for glass. And uh, so let me ask you: When did you decide to open up the shop? 
when I was about 16 or 17, uh, me and my brother talked about opening up. Our so it looks like we'll turn this down for just a second. You will we'll have this coming out here point, soon. We're going to watch uh, a lot of this video and keep commenting. But so you're kind of putting together this thing uh, where Gibby is going to head out, talk to these smoke shops, get to know. Because I'm already uh, loving the vibe right now. Like he's heading out, he's getting to know. Gibby's got enough of a personality. He looks a little nervous here. But he's got enough of a personality to that really brings it out. And he's his glass is great. Like his glass is amazing. His glass is American made. So is that kind of the goal just taking uh, lists at live yeah um as far as providing a lot of that yeah and really you know uh well, there's really gonna be a lot more there's gonna be a lot more dialing in of very very specific topics gibby is very good at walking into a store and seeing what's very special about it and you know, to differentiate between someone who prides themselves into what they stock and, uh, you know, maybe someone who prides themselves into how they talk about what they stock. Um, it all, it all varies, you know, shop to shop. And that he just has that ability to, to say, listen, I noticed this, you know, what's your why in this? And I think, you know, this was a little bit, you know, lengthy in terms of, you know, there was a little bit more intro to the shops, but eventually, yes, it's going to be, you know, here's this question about what I noticed and why are you doing it this way? All right, let's, uh, let's check and see what they're talking about. Phone call that I wanted to come here and check out and looking reviews. I read an article, you know, like about your family, you know, it's a family yeah. business, right? Yep, got mom in the back right now. She's working on bookkeeping and stuff, keeping everything in, on track. And uh, me and my brother own this together. Uh, he managed a bunch of smoke shops, or managed a smoke shop in town for a long time. Between the two of us, we worked about five or six smoke shops and kind of saw what was lacking and, and how we could maybe do it just slightly different, not even anything crazy, just, you know, good customer service. Good product knowledge was really missing. Um, and, uh, you know, making sure we weren't selling products to people that they uh, they weren't looking for. <laughs> gotcha. So who's your favorite artist? Like, if you oh, had all the money right now, what would you go buy? Right now, it'd be uh, an old Mike Evans piece. Uh, he has oh, you know Mike Evans is, Dustin? Probably about I sure do. I sure do. Circulators, types of things within the industry that are being used now. And he made such big strides in the industry. Also, he's from Austin. So I got to go with his pieces when I was uh, not able to afford them. And, you know, take the guy behind the counter, pull him off the shelf about once a week just so I could look at him. Never got to buy one. Uh, if there's any out there, I'm, I'm down to grab one. My guy's got a spot for me because, like, I was, that's one of my most influential glass artists. Like, you, know, you can see in a lot of our scientific stuff, like kind of oh, like styles yeah. and influences. And so I really respect that answer. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty. What's your favorite memory so far that you've created here in the shop? Oh, man. Uh, I like that. Our parties. Uh, we, our first year, didn't have a whole lot of money for, for marketing. So we did a weekly party every single Wednesday. We provided 150 free beers for whoever showed up. <laughs> and, uh, and a Some lot of really good memories with that. They had people come in that just moved here. They made all their they friends. They had such an inhalable vibe. Like they, uh, the they reasons really why the 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 attention to customer service, the way that they, the way they appreciated not making the sale that moment. The way even the reasons of why they're working with someone wasn't because the object was always selling. It was because that person was the right person to work with. Their uh -huh. families, their you know, the whole story and all of it is like 
it, it really matters. And these guys really resonated with me. They reminded me of Joe and I, you know, so many years ago when we first started ourselves. And these guys are actually on, um, they, they're on just in many years. I think that, you know, that what we had, you know, but they're, they're kicking ass. That's exciting. It's exciting to see. I like uh, kind of what Gibby has going on. Obviously, it's content. So is this something listed live? Is this something you think you're going to continue to produce? You know what? I don't know how it's going to work. We're trying a couple different formats to see what works best with these shop owners. Sometimes, you know, that live situation can kind of get them nervous. And, you know, it's also that idea of, you know, that organicness. We do a lot of stuff here organically where you don't send me things ahead of time and we really do run off the cusp and i think sometimes that's in there's a, a different in dynamic when you're doing that with another person and so to be able to give them two questions ahead of time or to be able to give them no questions ahead of time and surprise them with it each gets a different reaction and each gets a different type of response around people so i think there's value in it in a lot of different ways and as this starts to get developed a little bit more i think that value is kind of going to shine through and hopefully it is happening more and more often yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it's working there. I think it's working there uh, as a whole. I'm excited to see where that's going to go. We just showed you a portion of it, heard a little bit of it, kind of a sneak peek to something that I think we're hopefully going to roll out here on wayward.media at some point. But if not, be sure to check out Gibby Dowdy on a past episode of Because Cannabis, number five or six, though, on from Licit Glass. Obviously, Bud Zimboro, it's called. Bud Zimboro is the name of that episode. Obviously, Gibby Dowdy, shout out uh, to that. Once again, both of you kind of helping me learn about this industry, learn about glass. It's things I didn't know. Uh, and in fact, there wasn't a, there was a time, let me rephrase this. There was a time probably not that long ago. I mean, and I mean, not that long ago. And I feel like COVID that's a weird, like two years that seems to be like blipped out, like Thanos snapped out of existence. So <laughs> not that long ago being about seven, eight years ago, where when I had cannabis, uh, marijuana, weed, pot. Back then, I was indifferent to the term. I called it probably weed, which now I never say. I find it to be this weird term. But back then, it was almost – that's what I <laughs> called it. And so I go to purchase some weed from you, and I just got what I got. You know, I was like a child. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Like that's what it was, whether it was brown frown, whether it was the magical kind. I just had it. I, I didn't even know. Uh, and I think it's funny now that I am very particular as I think a lot of medicinal patients are, as I think we learn more about the industry, but you remind yourself, or you have to be remind yourself sometimes in this industry that the majority of people, the majority of people statistically, I don't have the number in front of me. I'm a big stats guy, but I can, it's somewhere in there, but the majority, the vast majority, it's plus 80% of people that consume cannabis uh, just consume it. They don't understand the strains, the cultivars, the genetics. They don't give a shit even about any of those things. And so I was scrolling through the news recently in cannabis news, looking for something for the show. Uh, by the way, we do prepare a little bit. Don't throw me under the bus that much. Jeez Louise. And I found an article from NJ.com, New Jersey. No, you that, prepare. I don't. That's, uh, there you you go. surprised there you me. Go. <laughs> uh, so I found an article on NJ.com. I'm not going to share it because it's behind a paywall. I was about to share it. And I just realized it's paywalled. Uh, and I was able to do that thing where I was able to read it unpaywalled. Not going to tell you how, but I can't show it there. So it's a paywalled article, so I can't bring it up on screen. So NJ.com had an article because New Jersey's beginning adult use sales. And so as when every state goes adult use, they basically have your how to smoke weed 101 guide. And so it was this big, long article about hybrids versus sativas and indicas, you know, because it's all more – I guess more medicinally thought of on a 
in the medicinal state, you, you have to meet with a recommending physician and they kind of talk to you about it. Hopefully, you know, someone like Dr. Bridget Williams or other people have really good conversations with you. Um, but if you're an adult use patient or if you're an adult use consumer and you're someone who probably hasn't tried it in a while and now you're rolling in and now there's all this cannabis up in there and there's all these things and you always got what you got and just didn't complain or you just picked it up. You got whatever the dude had. I'm not going <laughs> to genderize it, but it's let's be honest, it's mostly a dude who rolls up in the car. You roll up into his place and he's got a baggie and you take it and you walk away. It's 2022, though, brother. We are not that way anymore. We are so particular. Are you, Dustin, let me ask you this just in general. I know you're a medicinal patient, and I know uh, we've talked a lot about terpenes and profiles, but let's take off. We always hear, Dustin, the medicinal side. Let's take off that hat for a second. Let's just say <laughs> sometimes you just like to get high. Uh, do you care? Like, are you a – let me rephrase this. Do you have a sativa in the morning to get me going or an indica in the night? Does that thing matter intensely to you or is it more about said terpene profiles and such? Or do you really day part your cannabis consumption? Because I have – because I've been so blessed with the medical card, yeah, I get to have that type of choice. And so – I think it's important about knowing your medicine on when you use and why you use and what's the point of it and stuff like that. And so what's the point? I, I think, um, yes, I do. And I do use particular things at certain moments, but at the end of the day, I know better. I know if one is out, I don't give a fuck. I am getting the other thing <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. smoking it, you know? So to me, wellness is wellness. I, I, I wish I could say, Oh, this strain, it keeps me so active in the morning. And it's like, you know what? Great. But when I go to buy it again, it's fucking gone. So, you know, like every time I build up a routine with a certain style or certain thing, you're not always, it takes a lot of effort to maintain that, to maintain getting that, to maintain, yes. you know, so no, I really wish, I wish there was more choice in, in that, but I, um, had I have everything I want to have, yes, I would make that distinction and I would try at least. So here's what I want to know. What is your opinion then on the H word? I think of it as the H word. I think of it as the H word because I feel like in this industry, no, I'm not smart enough. I'm not even going to claim to be. We got Sam Brancas coming up from Riviera Creek Farm soon. I'm excited for that episode. Maybe we'll ask him, like really have someone break it down. Some other cultivators we've had on the show. We've had obviously smart scientist, Kathy Reeder, Hamat Bid, some people who understand this plant. So I get as a whole that sativa, you know, and I understand the cultivation of it. And so as a general, if you're not familiar, maybe you need to read that NJ.com article. Sativa as a whole is an upper, right? It's a daytime. Shout out Stropicana. That's a great daytime strain, by the way. That is one of those, hey, I consume it real quick. You know, I take a hit off the, let me be real here. I take a hit off the bowl to mow the lawn. And then the next thing I know, I've mowed the lawn and weed back the side and probably painted the house. Like I just get shit done. <laughs> That's what I call Stropicana. I call it my get shit done strain. But... I only have it when the dude has it, right? So it's not always prevalent. I'm totally uh, – so now, you know, I understand sativa. And then indica tends to be the indica, which tends to be the body high, however you say it. <laughs> but we have this word, which has really only come into prominence over the last, say, four or five years really publicly. I know it's been talked about, but it's a marketing term, right? And here's what I want to get to. So we'll talk business. We'll talk cannabis because THC 
very much relies on marketing itself as sativa indica or the H word hybrid, which means it's something in between. But most of those either lean closer to sativa or either lean closer to indica. So they're it's one or the other. Why not call it that? But it's just a it's a marketing term. And we know that CBD, we know that Delta 8, every other cannabinoid thus far, which has been exploited from this plant, is sold marketing-wise as a feeling. Feel relaxed, feel excited, feel ex- happy, feel sleepy time. Like even the pet versions of CBD, they're not sold off. And somewhere on that label, it will tell you what the cultivar is. It may tell you genetics, but it is all about a smiley face or a nighttime face with Z's out of it. Like that's how they sell CBD. But in THC, we sell it as green crack from the genetic. To, it's a multi-tiered question here, but first let me ask you the hybrid word, the H word. I feel it to be silly. I feel it to be, I understand in genetically, and maybe I'm missing some of it. Maybe a cultivator could tell me more, but it feels simply as a marketing angle because it's, always leaning one way or the other so you might as well make it that like do you know the history of hybrid like where do you sit on this like hybrid word to me it's one it sounds dirty (laughs) yeah right i I, I feel like i'm yeah i i don't even want to say what i felt like i was gonna have to do there (laughs) so um but what i i really do want to say is when i think of hybrids in the industry or even as a patient or someone who's smoking it or whatever, there's a couple different levels to it. There are the genetic hybrids that induce better operational effects, meaning shorter, you know, flowering times or Mm. more resilient or whatever. At a cultivation level. So you're talking, and I think that's what happened. If I'm being real, I think what happened is it was initially a cultivation growing concept and has then shifted into a marketing concept, right? right. I feel like if I stole your thunder or spoiler, I feel like that's where you're going. Sorry. Well, you're right. That is where I was going. The secondary effect of that too is you got to look at effects as, as a parabola of sorts. Whereas, you know, like there are certain things that are going to kick up at certain times. It's a wave. It comes as, you know, in certain ways. And so the hybrids allow a much more catered wave panel and it could mean something hitting you hard at first and then easing you into something else. And there is a genetic purpose for having an effect like that with, with patients or with something even recreational. It's that idea of when do I want this to peak? When is the come down? Exactly. Mm -hmm. What do those feel like and why? And then, you know, go on from there. And so, you know, I hate how it makes me feel. I hate the bastardization of it all with it, but um, I do see both ends of it, even though 90% of consumers aren't even looking at either of those two things. Yeah, they're not. And I feel like at some point it's going to be, right? At some point, cannabis is simply THC as it becomes more adult use as it be moves into, much like CBD is now currently available in your grocery store, right? <laughs> Delta 8, Delta 10, you know, stuff that Alex uh, Huska from Plant Puff and uh, talked to us about that, you know, the HHCs and THCOs, those are still mostly available in smoke shops or in direct from the vendor. You can go online. You can go on the right now and buy something from uh, plantpuff.com, get something from Alec Huska sent to you right now. Chagrin Valley Hemp Company, another company I, I know and support. You can get something from them right now. You can buy it. They can have ship Delta 8, Delta 10 to your house within probably 72 hours or some shit like that. But typically, those other cannabinoids outside of CBD are still contained in the 
offbeat universe of the smoke shops and such. But CBD <laughs> yeah. is readily available, right? So right now, CBD is in Target. It's in PetSmart. It's in would pick your grocery store chain of of choice. Walmart. It's everywhere. At some point, THC will be in some form. Like I think we know that at some point, Delta Eight. It's going to be weird when Delta Eight, Delta Ten is available in Walmart and shit. Like right now, you still, but it will be. And so I think. And we talked about this before, but as we kind of wrap up our show today, thank you, by the way, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Got about 10 minutes left. Our live show here for every Friday, 420 on uh, wayward.media's channel at MeetWM Socially, a live brand new episode of Because Cannabis. So as we wrap up today's show, you know, I feel like at some point cannabis has to adapt. Like even multiple people I know, multiple people I know, if adult use, they just want to feel a certain way. They want to feel even if they don't know the words, they want to feel more awake high or sleepy high, right? That tends to be what someone I know regularly who consumes. And this is a person, by the way, who's very smart, very well educated, right? I won't even say his career, but it like needs a, like another level of education on top of college to get this uh, job, right? Still calls it awake high, sleepy high. Like, <laughs> you know what they're called, but he's like, it's just, I don't know, sativa indica, they're all these weird words to me. I want an awake high and I want a sleepy high and much like CBD has found itself to market it as awake high, sleepy high, energy high pets, you know, as well. THC needs to get there. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I think the hybrid term is just something that's fake to me. It's not fake. It's real. Like it's totally real, but it's on a genetic level, but they have now used it to do this. But you know, what's funny. Here's, I guess, another point, you know, what's really funny is when you get into the hardcore consumers, which make up a teeny tiny amount of legal buyers, by the way. I know you guys are the loud vocal minority. Welcome to the internet, hashtag. Uh, they get fucking really protective of this. Oh, yeah. They don't. Every time I talk to a really hard, and maybe you've had this. Have you ever had this experience, Dustin, where you've talked to a really, really hardcore consumer? Like, How about any nerd? Any nerd is going to get and put it in a folder and categorize <laughs> it. He's going to be like, oh, this is it my is A movies. And I, so I alphabeticalize my, my movie collection by this. And then I also deeper cataloged it with biggest ass. And you hear that, stoners? You're just a bunch of cannabis nerds. That's what yeah, I'm just learning yeah, right now. Like, why not? The super I, hardcore stoner who gets in your face, who's all like, bro, this is from and tells you the entire lineage. Like, this is a cross of this. Which no, I, I guess feel like an ass it. saying that. You know what the truth is? Is these <laughs> like those are my people, and I'm making fun of them. No, it's that the the cultivators put so much energy and effort and passion into their plant that those types of consumers actually see every bit of work every bit of love in it. They are reading those terpene levels. They are he's reading about the genetics. They're understanding that origin and the why. And they're also in their mind knowing that it took this person how many times of, you know, transplanting this, you know, and how many, how many different steps in effort it really took to come out with that type of quality of something. And so I feel like a dick for saying that, but you are a fucking nerd when you put it in a box like it. Uh, it's a nerd. tough thing, but, but that is, I mean, what you're describing is basically business 101, your hardcore, most brand equity type of consumers who have complete ownership in you make up a teeny tiny portion of sales. And it's who you try to please, but the reality is the majority of customers don't give a shit. 
I mean, it no, sounds bad to say, but they don't. Guess who tells the majority of customers where to go? Guess who? Okay. They're All going right. over the house and sitting around that person's table. And when that person brings out X thing and they say, oh, wow, what a nice experience. They're like, okay, well, now you go to this guy and you get this shit and you get this device. And they're the social mavens. They're the ones who get your brand to the tipping point, to that yeah. point where – you know, like it, you're not forcing the word of mouth marketing and you're not having to spend that type of uh, capital to get to the same exposure. They do it for you. They do it for you. I hope we did it for you today. Did we do it for you? Did we do it for you? If we did do it for you, uh, subscribe, <laughs> subscribe. That's what we're looking for. If we didn't do it for you, subscribe, subscribe because you hate us. Yeah, I don't know what it is. All right, subscribe, <laughs> follow us. If you're listening to us on audio wise, whether it's Google Play, uh, iTunes, uh, podcast, you know, all those other places, Spotify and such. If you're following us on there because cannabis brand new show every week, every Monday at 420 p.m. audio video if you want to see this you want to watch the video like we showed with gibby if you watch listen on audio and you want to see gibby dowdy um if you want to check out buds and borrow but you want to see today's little sneak peek at listed live which you totally have to buy have to get going Dustin, you got to tell gibby he's now a star he's been on the world's most uh, 19th <laughs> by the way thank you feedspot.com i don't know where you made this up 19th most popular cannabis podcast according to feedspot.com we should put that shit somewhere i don't know what that means there was 100 <laughs> on the list there was not 19 cannabis centric podcast on there by the way there was a hundred cannabis podcast we were 19th i think they made that us to made it up to get us to subscribe to them uh we're not going to take it but we're going to take your ranking 19th most popular cannabis podcast according to feedspot.com you're welcome uh subscribe to us on uh, youtube wayward.media all that stuff yeah gotta tell gibby gotta get listen live going tell him it's it's a thing watching that just seeing him in his car and then watching him transition and knowing that you whip that up in just a little bit i think with more time and by yes. the way if you want to see more of gibby dowdy leave us a comment below tell us in a comment follow us on meet wm blast us on social media and say give me gibby hashtag <laughs> give me gibby G-I-V-E-M-E-G-I-B-B-I-E. Make that shit go viral. Give me Gibby. We want Licit Live on uh, there. So if you want to see more Licit Live, let us know in the comments below uh, after you subscribe. So I think it was good, though. It was good, and I'm excited to uh, check it out uh, very soon. I hope we get to see more of that. Dustin, we're going to be at Midwest. I am Midwest CannaFest. If you're listening to this live on Friday, August 19th, I'll be there. If not, check out Midwest Canna Women socially. They have lots of great events going on here. Check out the Cleveland School of Cannabis uh, if you're looking to get a new career in the industry online or get your butt in the seat in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, where we are at, Dustin and I, in Northeast Ohio, wayward.media, wherever you are on the internet. Dustin? Have a wonderful weekend. As always, I look forward to next Friday show. Every Friday, 4.20 p.m. is a brand new episode of Because Cannabis. Dustin, that's it, man. Let's turn a little music on. Let's get this well, sucker going here. And re remember, everybody, don't meet your hero. Don't meet your hero. Indeed, everyone. Don't meet your hero. Uh unless they're us i think you could meet us i think if yeah. someone at some point it's someone you. it's someone somewhere it's someday dustin we are going to be someone's hero i feel it in my soul and everything that i have we are going to be someone's hero uh, i'm not going to hug you Just gtfo <laughs> and not my thing i have space i have ocd i got germaphobe issues dustin is all up in it you want to hug that man get a hold of that bearded homeless looking guy right there uh that's fine with me I'll shake. I'll give you a fist bump. I'm like Howie Mandel. I'm like Howie Mandel. I'll give you a little fist bump there. It's someday you are going to want to meet us. 
I'll be your hero. Dustin's your hero. You're my hero, Dustin. That's what I want to say that right now. Uh, you guys are our heroes for listening to the show. Thank you for joining us. Another episode next Friday, 420 p.m. Till then, I don't know. Smoke them if you got them, everyone.